You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. So, I'm speaking on what I've titled Imagination Hope. Hope. Imagination Dash Hope. Imagination Dash Hope. And I want you to really pay attention and keep your focus right here. So, looking from Numbers 13 and 14 regarding the story of the 12 spies, where two gave a good report and 10 gave a bad report, you'd realize that right from Egypt, through the land for which they they were passing through to the land that God had given them. They filled their imagination, not with the promised land. They filled their imagination with the Egypt they left behind. Now, it is the same with most Christians. It is the same. For most Christians, our mind is filled with the world than with the word. So you'd realize that when they went to spy the land on their own volition and they saw what they saw, what they were already imagining was fueled to its peak. And you know the statement they made? Why has Moses brought us here to die? Together with our wives and children. Let's pick a leader and go back to Egypt. So, Clearly, you can see that their minds, although they were walking or journeying to the promised land, has been in Egypt all this while. So it speaks to a believer 
who has been redeemed yet in his mind is the world. Clear. So, the little problem, the little situation, the little circumstance, they already have all of these in their mind. And they want to go back to Egypt. But look at the two. Joshua, Caleb. That's why the Bible said they were of a different spirit. If you read the King James Version. Other version says they had an Excellent spirit. What it means is that their imagination since day one of God's redemption from Egypt has been on focusing on where God is taking them. And they were looking forward to it. That was all they were imagining. So when the people saw the giants, they were seeing victory. It is the same with the believer who fills their mind with the word. And when they enter into adversity, they rather see God at work. An opportunity for a testimony. So it is quite clear that what fills your mind is key. That is what describes your actions. That is what describes what you say and what you will not say. Look at Psalm 103, verse 13 and 14. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Look at the 14. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. The word frame there is the word he said, the same word as imagination. <laughs> so this is God speaking to falling man. In the dispensation of the law. He 
he says that, he knows our imaginations and remembers that we are dust. What is God saying? If you've been here, you know that the fact that God knows doesn't mean that's his will. Clear? Yes. <laughs> so God is saying that a man's life is built on his imagination. It is your imagination that frames you. You are framed by your imagination. That's why he says he remembers that you are dust. So when he looks at man's negative imaginations, it reminds him that men are of what? The dust. Is that very clear? But like you know, our new birth now makes us use our imaginations right. What it means is that the old man does not have that ability to imagine right. Remember, because they are what? That's. So any human being who is not in Christ can never use their imaginations right. It does not come from a good soil of a heart because they don't have one. Because there's nothing in self. A mango seed cannot bear the fruit of guava. It would take a mango seed to give us a mango fruit. And it will take a guava seed to bear the fruit of guava. So what it means is that you and I have been given that nature that now we can imagine right. Regarding God's intention from Genesis 2-7. Praise God. Is that very clear? 
2 Corinthians 4.18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but are the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So the reality of a believer are not physical things. The reality of a believer are eternal spiritual things. Oh, praise God. Good, yes, yes. So, if I am sick in my body, that's not my reality. I look at eternally who I am. And I compare that reality to this one. And I begin to imagine who I am. Praise God. Do you understand this? Did you see that he said, do not, we do not, while we do not look at the things which are seen. Praise God. The word look there is the word scoputon. Scoputon or scoputon. It means to observe or to contemplate. To fix one eyes upon. To give direct attention. Hello? Can you add the next verse for me? Yes. Add the next verse for me. No, then go back. 16. Continue. No, you're take, you've taken us to 1 Corinthians. We're reading 2 Corinthians. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight. Go to the 16. For by which we faint not, but though, watch this, but though our outward man perish, say it. So what does, what is 18 telling you? You focus on what? And not the outward.
Hmm. Oh, praise God. Is that very clear? Second Corinthians five seven. Let's all read together. Go. Is it clearer? So you see how we walk. We walk not by sight. We walk by faith. So we don't look at the things around us to judge our situation. No. Now, that's why the world beats most of us. Because we observe, we contemplate, we fixate our imaginations on the things around. And they form the basis of what, how we think and the actions we take. True or false? You know, for most of us, if there is a business meeting that we have to attend, do you realize that the stimuli, the enthusiasm, and the preparation for that meeting, and the imagination of it, is so intense than coming for a spiritual meeting like this. Why? Because we don't walk by faith. We walk by sight. You have calculated the immense funds that is going to come out of that. How you are going to be able to do this? How you are going to do that? So you see, if you begin to fix your mind so much on it, and it brings you a lot of joy, peace, security. Oh, hello. Are you here? And so, you see it before you even get there. And that's why you rate it as the most important. So if you have to cancel everything you do, just to make that appointment, because you've already seen, imagined, how that will change your entire life. 
is because we lack understanding. We lack understanding. So it is quite clear now that our whole lives are lived by imaginations. Clear. We can eat. We can communicate. We can give directions without imagining it. Somebody would ask you, oh, please show me this place. Your mind eye goes there first. And then you start directing the person. True or false? Yeah. So you go there with your mind before your body goes there. You travel there. Ephesians 4, 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord. Check the word. Say testify. So Paul says, this is my testimony. That you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. How do they walk? In the futility of their mind is the same word, imagination. The word used there is the word dianoia. Which is the direct translation of Yise from the Hebrew. Understanding deep thoughts and meditation. So, he said, we should not think, imagine like unbelievers do. What fills the imagination of unbelievers? Matthew 6, what did Jesus say? Do not worry or take thought about what you eat, what you wear. Oh, are you here? Because that's what the Gentiles do what? Seek after. That is what fills their imagination. (laughs) He didn't say don't think about it. But he says don't be filled with anxiety. Worry. Why? The Gentiles, that is their main objective. So that is what worries them. That is their worth. (laughs) 
And for many of us believers, Jesus. our faith means nothing to us. For most of us, our faith must make us rich. If we are not rich, then our faith is useless. Do I have witnesses here? Yeah. Yeah. Our faith it's valued based on the amount of money it brings us. Because we think like the Gentiles do. Yeah. Am I teaching good? Am I? I'm teaching good. But it's it's, it's not pleasant or something. <laughs> it's not, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you remember Mary, right? In Luke 151. You see, you must ask yourself that why did Mary sing that song? She was singing her meditation. That's what we all sing, true or false. <laughs> what we meditate on, when it happens, it becomes our song, true or false. All right? So what Mary said is so key to what has been her meditation. And she uses that same word, dianoia. How God has shown strength with his arm and he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Now, this tells me why Mary believed the Jesus. His own son. And in Acts chapter 1, we saw Mary praying with the disciples. Oh, praise God. So it was her imagination that brought her to that place and took her to live with a son and then see the son as God. Kedosh. Are you getting it? Yes. As God. You all know. Your mother never sees you as grown. Oh, is, is that not true? Maybe it's only my mom. 
<laughs> Every time in her eyes, you are still that little boy with a napkin. <laughs> When everybody else is hailing you and they are giving you all the accolades, looks at you. It tells you that she never allowed her imaginations to wander away from what she knows that Christ is. I said, what I'm teaching us, if all of us, including me, will practice it, you can't be saved. It's not possible. It's not. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not. It's easy for a preacher to preach to people and not submit to the word himself. Yeah. It's so easy. And when you're preaching in your mind, you think it's the people, it's the people, it's the people. It's one of the things I always keep. I put myself there, even before you. Yeah. I imagine me. So when you don't do anything with it, I do so much with it. So I don't even get frustrated. <laughs> Are you here with me? Look at someone. Someone. Blessed is the man, watch, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law. He meditates day and night. So when you see a man who is far from evil, check his meditation. When you see a man living in evil, check their meditation. What you meditate on will determine what you do. The word there is not something they do. Once in what you call a blue moon. 
when they feel like, when they don't feel like. And do you know that on this earth, there's nothing like an empty space? When you are not feeling like, it is because an imagination has filled the place. <laughs> oh, true or false? <laughs> I think we are filling all the portals, don't you think so? Yeah. It's because something else. So, the psalmist is so clear. He said, if you don't see a man in that, it means that they have chosen by their will to imagine through the mirror of the word. Day and night. You understand why he said day and night? Continuous. That's all he wants to say. Are you getting the point? The standing, the sitting is, is not position. No. This one is not. Okay, yes. He's telling you that the man's life does not go into evil. That's what he's saying. He consistently lives in the word because he meditates on the word. Praise God. Okay, don't worry. Look at what he says. He tells you what happens to the man. He tells you what they will not do. Now he tells you what they become. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. So all that they are imagining in its season, they will bear fruit. Oh, praise God. So everybody may see them as barren today. But so far as their imagination and focus is on the word, in its season, they will shoot out. They will shoot out. They will shoot out. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And he says, whatever he does will do well. So if his imagination is right, it will show he's doing well. Praise God. In due what season? He comes back. The ungodly are not so. Why? Because their imaginations would definitely lead them what? Astray. Into destruction. That's what he says. They are like what? The chaff with the wind what? Drives away. Why? Because their imagination does not fit in the blueprint. So just like you see in Genesis 6, 5. 
In the end, judgment came upon them flat. True. Okay? Genesis 8. We saw it. When the flood was happened, God then said it. It happened because of the imagination. Genesis 11. What happened? They scattered. There was division. Are you getting the point? So, it means that it doesn't end them well. Their imaginations looks like they are fruitful. But they don't have soil. They don't have what waters it. For it to last, it fails in the end. That's why he said they are like the chaff the wind drives away. It does not last. It doesn't have root. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Do you get it? The no here is endorses. <laughs> Their imaginations are in union with him. So he knows. And he rewards them as such. Oh, say amen. Is that very clear? Look at Psalm 2, verse 1. Have you seen it? What does he say? Why do they Heathen is the unbeliever here again. Rage and what? So you see that anytime it is negative imagination is the unbeliever. They imagine what? Vain what? So their imaginations are vain. Look at the NKJV, how he puts it. Why do the nations rage and the people plot? So wherever you see plots, their imagination. They are wicked imaginations. <laughs> so when an armed robber is said to have killed somebody and taken everything, what happened? They imagined, they plotted through imagination. Before they want to do it. Oh, hello? Are you getting it now? Yes. Yeah. So, you can see on and on that 
It's so clear that whether you are a believer or an unbeliever, as for imagination, you will imagine. Look at Joshua 1.8. Book, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Hello? So you see what made David, David. You see what made Joshua, Joshua. So you can't be that believer you want to be if you are not one who day and night meditates on the word. You can't. It's not possible. That's the only way you can learn to speak to yourself by faith. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, that's when things happen and you can tap someone and say, don't worry. Or everybody is worried for you. And you look at them and laugh. And you tell them, the one in me is in charge with me. I have overcome. Why? Because in your imaginations, the word is so filled, you can see Redemption coming. You can see grace forming. You can see faith working. Praise God. Are you here? Are you here? Praise God. Let me show you something. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Romans 8.24. When you get into the New Testament, you will see that imagination tends to hope for the believer. Everybody say hope. Oh, say hope. Say hope. So, the imagination of the believer does not wonder. The imagination of the believer already gives him an expected end. Did you get that? Did you get that? It gives him what? An expected end. An expected end. 
Watch what he says. Romans 8.24. I want all of us to look at it and read it carefully. Go. For we were saved what? In this hope. Mm -hmm. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? So the believer, until we meet him face to face, lives in hope. We live in his imagination. Is that very clear? Until we... So, you... Oh, Jesus. We live in this hope. Hebrews 6, 13 to 20. For when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear... By no one greater, he swore by himself. Saying, surely blessing I will bless you. Multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Hello. For men indeed swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus, God determining to show more abundantly to the heir of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by oath. But his oath, he has no one as a competitor. He has no one in his class. So he swore by himself and to himself and with himself. So you don't inherit the promise. Because when a person inherits a promise, they have to work to gain the promise. We inherit, amen. We inherit the work done. <laughs> so in our hope, it doesn't make a shame. Oh, praise God. That's why he said, watch this we might have strong consolation. Say strong consolation. Strong consolation. Because it is impossible for God to do what? It's not mild. I don't know the M where it came from. Lie. So, what it is is that in our hope is because the promise has already been worked. 
We are just taking the spoils of something we did not do anything on. Look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. See the substance. Say the substance. When we imagine in the mirror of the word, the word is substance. Inflation goes down and comes up. The word stays. It doesn't change. There was earthquake in New York. I say earthquake, flood in New York. In the history of America, it's never happened before. So a man who may have an investment and was banking all his hope and has been imagining, you can imagine. <laughs> now you imagine for him or her. But this hope does not fail. Why? Because the one who made the promise does not lie. It's not just that he does not lie. He has proven that he does not lie. Because he has already fulfilled the promise. <laughs> Are you getting the point? I take him seriously. Our problem is that we don't take him seriously. We imagine how the world can make us rather than imagine how the word can make us. If you do, where the word is, there you will sleep. Somebody was coming to give me something some time back. It was good money. He called me and said, I'm busy. I'm doing something for the Lord. He said, so you are not coming? I said, no, I'm not coming. When I finish. He said, you are not coming? I said, I'm not coming. He said, you are about to tell me you're not coming. I said, ah. I said, I'm not coming. When I'm done. He said, it's money you. I said, So he didn't say anything. He just hung the phone. When I was done, I said, I'm done. What's up? He said, ah, the money is also gone. I said, oh, you don't have a problem. <laughs> Take it. He looked at me. He said, I was testing you. 
समझी चाहिए Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith does not stand until my hope is become a substance. Did you hear that? Faith does not hold without hope. Because the substance is in hope. When my hope has become conviction, it will bring to birth the reality. Because I conceive in hope. Before a woman would conceive, they are already looking forward to see a bouncy baby. True or false? They are looking forward. So what is the substance? The hope to bear the child. And they begin to imagine how their stomach is like, how they are walking. They imagine the clothes they wear, how they will lie down, how they will send their husbands in the midnight. As a matter of fact, they begin to imagine the face of the child. Everything. That's their substance. <laughs> okay. Before it happens. The one that hopes for you who go to evangelism, they are the one that receive the message of Christ. The one that have never, they never imagine themselves saved. You realize that? 
and they've set their minds. Nothing you say Because what you have not imagined, you can never become. You can never become. You can never become. You can never become. That's why people, there are certain people, they have talents. You know that. Serious talent. But they have never imagined themselves to use that talent professionally. Everybody will tell them, you are good at this, you are good at that. But they never have sat to imagine that they can become that. No matter what you say. Because they don't have the substance. But the point is that when you know you are a believer, you already have the substance. I'll bring you there, don't worry. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now abide Faith, hope, love. Can you see them lined up? Faith, hope, and what? Love. These three, but the greatest of these is what? Catch it. You can see. See it. Look at the one that hooks the two. Hope connects faith to love. When a man doesn't have the substance, there is no way you can see faith and love. It's not possible. Anywhere you see that you can describe love, the person had hope as their substance. Their faith was released and love was demonstrated. You don't understand it. For God so loved the world. <laughs> For God so loved the world. That he gave as the faith. 
his only begotten son. Hope. Hope. That's the hope. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting. So God has already hoped for and seen the fruit. So he gave. Because he is love. Look at Romans 5. Romans 5, 1 to 5. Look at Romans 5, 1 to 5. Look with me clearly. Look with me clearly. Look, look. Look at this. Let's all read go. Therefore, having been justified by what? By faith. Clear. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have what? Access by faith into this grace in which we stand. (laughs) So what brought us to faith? We rejoice in hope. That's why we took faith. We look forward to how we will rejoice in this hope. So we took hold of faith. Exactly. Listen to me very carefully. Your imaginations. If you can take care of it, it will take care of you. We are not done. Watch this. Next. And not only that, But we also glory in, let's all read, go, in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character. (laughs) What makes a man go through everything and nothing stops them? They are imagining the end. That's why God sees the end from the beginning. Look at what he tells you now. Continue. Go. Hey, hope, hope, hope does not disappoint. Unless it is of the proud imaginations of the heathen. 
and look at what it, it, it produces. Because the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So you see, you cannot be a Christian and not have hope. It's, it is like a living person who has become a ghost. Yes, you are alive. And yet they are seeing you as ghost. And you are alive. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Hope will never make a shame. If you rest your hope in Him and align your imaginations to His word. There's nothing like shame. Shame. And he says you have the ability. Love is poured in your heart. What connects love and faith? Hope. 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 And you would not be ashamed. We will see faith at work. We will see love overflow. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Pray. Pray like you mean it. Pray. Realign your thinking. Realign it. Realign it. Realign it. Realign. Realign it. Watch this, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18. Watch this. Let's all read, go. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 
Hello? There is liberty. So you have liberty in your spirit, right? Because the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. So it means that there must be liberty in your mind. Hey, are you getting the point? So the believer must be free in what? Are you getting the point? So sound mind is your nature. Get it? Watch this. Go. But we all with unveiled face beholding us in the mirror the glory of the Lord. Watch. So what does the believer with their sound mind, free mind, imagine? They don't see fear. They don't see sickness. They don't see premature death. They don't see poverty. They don't see backsliding. They don't see a fall. They see glory. In the liberty, I will see a life of freedom. I will not be bound in my mind because the moment my mind imprisons me, I become a slave. Are you getting the point? So that's what we behold. And he said, when we are beholding the glory, what happens? We are being what? Transformed into, into, hey, 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 into the same image, image, and there's always a transition from glory to, oh, come on, from glory to glory, just by the Spirit. The mirror of tradition. The mirror of failure. What he's saying is that the mirror you look into, you turn into the same image. So when you look into the mirror of failure and you hope and imagine failure, you become that. But that's not you. 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 My brother and my friend said something. I saw it yesterday. 
This is what he said. Pastor Chris Unayinka. He said, if you allow any thoughts stay on your mind, your life will follow oaths and paths you didn't pray about. After praying, guard your mind. What you hear and who or you have prayed in vain. After looking into the image of glory and you are actually reflecting the glory, don't allow your mind to wonder. Don't look into another image to dim your glory. We'll continue tomorrow. Praise God. We'll continue tomorrow. Just bless God and honor him. Glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.